Hello, my name is Adriana, and welcome to Psalm by Psalm. Today, you and I are going to be reading Psalm 51. I am incredibly excited. But before, let's go ahead and pray. Um, Dear God, (laughs) thank you so much uh, for the precious gift that is your word. I pray that as we read it together, you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. Um, I pray that you would give us knowledge and understanding for you tell us who knows the mind and heart of God apart from the Holy Spirit. So thank you so much for the comfort and the joy that it is to be indwelt with your Holy Spirit. Lord, you tell us in your word that you give us a spirit of boldness and of self-control, not of fear. So thank you, God, for your precious gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for the forgiveness that is found in our Savior, Jesus Christ. In your heavenly name, amen. All right, so Psalm 51 is absolutely incredible. It was written by David, and the context surrounding Psalm 51 is actually quite dramatic. (laughs) It was written um, by David after Nathan the prophet went to him after he had sinned with Bathsheba. And yes, David did sin. Um, In 2 Samuel 11, verse 27, regarding the situation that David uh, put himself into. This is exactly what it reads. The thing David had done displeased the Lord. I'll speak a little bit as to what David did, but what's important to note is that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In Isaiah 53, it tells us that Jesus Christ was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities and the punishment that was brought upon him brought us peace because by his pain, we are healed. Every single one of us, all of us have gone astray like a sheep. All of us turned our own way and the Lord had laid upon Jesus Christ, the iniquity of us all. So every single person, myself included, wretched, awful, and deserving of of death. But Jesus Christ absorbed that death upon the cross. So I need you to know (laughs) that, um, I need you to know that before we read. Of course, what David had done was quite, quite evil. He was captivated by Bathsheba, a woman of great beauty. And she was, she was married to a man named Uriah, and Uriah, all in all, a good man, but just caught in adultery, David and Bathsheba were. And David slept with a married woman, and she became pregnant. Basically, David was a military leader, and so he commanded Joab to place Uriah on the front lines of a battle and purposely fall back on him. And basically, Uriah was exposed to like an enemy attack, and so um, he was murdered. And that's pretty rough. That's some pretty bad sin, but bad sin. I feel like that's like a, that's an oxymoron. All sin is, all sin is quite terrible, displeasing to the Lord. Anyway, I've done it. You've done it. Really think about that. Like, wow, where is there sin in my life? And knowing that, wow, that displeases the Lord. Like sin is nothing to take lightly. Let's go in this with a posture of humility, knowing that these are words that I echo to my Lord as well. This isn't about someone else. This is about my heart. And there have been moments of my life where I know that I have sinned. I have displeased my God. I have displeased people around me. I cause pain. But what do we do? Do we wallow in our sin? Do we wallow in self-pity? Do we wallow in that ache? Do we just leave it alone? No. We fall to our knees and we pray. So this 
is how we pray and ask for forgiveness. I'm just going to read Psalm 51. Follow along with me, with me if you'd like. It's ESV. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let these bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your way, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then will you delight in right sacrifices and burnt offerings. The bulls will be offered on your altar. All right, let's unpack this verse by verse. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Have you been there? In need of absolute mercy? God is faithful to give you that mercy. He has abundant mercy. How beautiful. Really, really think of that. God has abundant mercy for you. Not just a little bit. Whew. You can't out God's grace. Now, of course, that is not a license to sin. Paul addresses that specifically in Romans 6, where he says, What then? Shall we sin because we're not under law but grace? By no means. <laughs> so, essentially, I want that to be a great comfort to you, knowing that we're sin abounds grace abounds all the more but please don't take that as a license to keep sinning thinking oh god will forgive me for it that's not the right heart posture that we should be having before the lord and you know it's not all up to us the holy spirit within us will align your heart to that truth um certainly i genuinely believe that all right for i know my transgression and my sin is ever before me against you and you alone have i sinned and done what is evil in your sight so i'm going to open up to you a little bit there was a time in my life for like a year straight where I genuinely believed I was going to hell. I genuinely believed that I was so sinful that God could never forgive me and that the cross of Jesus Christ wasn't sufficient enough. Wrestling with my eternal security. Does God really preser- preserve his saints? Is that is that real or can I can I lose my salvation? Have you ever been there like lying alone thinking can I lose my salvation? That's so scary and frightening. But I'd like to point you in the direction of Galatians 3. It begins with, Oh, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. 
I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? After starting in the Spirit, are you now finishing in the flesh? Have you suffered so much for nothing? It was really for nothing. Did God lavish his Spirit on you and work miracles among you because you practiced the law or because you hear and believe? So also Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who have faith are the sons of Abraham. The scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and foretold the gospel to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who have faith are blessed among Abraham, the man of faith. So how beautiful. Basically summarizes that by faith you are kept so, so very safe. So before I continue on unpacking with Psalm 51, just know that like your salvation, very secure. Your position in Christ, secure. And this is more about dealing with that guilt. Because the Bible says that if we, are, if we confess our sins, Jesus Christ is faithful to forgive us. So this is not like, it, your, your, eternal, your eternal place is secure. But this is wrestling with that feeling of blood guiltiness. I love that this version says that blood guiltiness. Um, because we feel that, <clears throat> honestly. The enemy does try to shame us with that feeling. But I need you to know that we are set free. All right. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Notice it doesn't say restore to me my salvation. It says restore to me the joy of your salvation. My prayer for you is that you would dance in your salvation, that you would walk around knowing I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. Like how beautiful. Have you ever done that? Just danced in your salvation. It's quite a, it's quite a wonderful feeling. (laughs) Then I will teach transgressors your way and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from my blood guiltiness. I saw this cute little thing on Instagram. It was like, this test is going to become a testimony. And I kind of roll my eyes at like phrases like that, but that one was actually like pretty cute and very true. Whatever you're going to can be used to comfort another person. And exactly what you're walking through, another person could be walking through. Um, Kind of mentioned that in my last podcast episode about Psalm 56. But just know that your words are in the exact shape of someone else's scar. So feel free to comfort them with Psalm 51. Um, One beautiful moment is in Psalm 51 verse 17 where it says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart God is not going to despise so just walk in that truth that God's not going to despise your broken heart God loves you and um, genuinely does forgive you so if you walk away with anything just walk away knowing that God delights in giving his grace to you (laughs) that's my prayer that's my hope I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day